Drama on One. Sundays at 8pm. rta.ie forward slash drama on one. Drama on one. You're listening to RTE Radio 1. Tonight, in tribute to Tom Hickey on the first anniversary of his passing on May the 1st, 2021, Drama on One is broadcasting Bill Whelan's production of The Gallant John Joe by Tom McIntyre. Tom Hickey was one of Ireland's best-known, best-loved and most-respected actors. In a career spanning six decades, he created and inhabited a variety of unforgettable characters on television, on film, on radio and in the theatre. Tom served his art and his audience with integrity and distinction. A significant part of his theatre work was the artistic symbiosis he enjoyed with playwright Tom McIntyre. In The Gallant John Joe, he plays a cavern widower grappling with physical and mental infirmity. What keeps John Joe on his feet is his capacity to tell stories using language as a crutch, an ointment, a talisman and an intoxicant. Language, some of which listeners might find challenging. This is Tom Hickey in Bill Whelan's production of The Gallant John Joe by Tom McIntyre. I have this daughter, Jacinta. She's carrying a child, a chirpa. A lot of arguments rising on the head of that chirpal. I do keep asking one question. First question anyone had asked, only she flings it back at me. Why bother asking, she, she, when you've already decided you know the answer? I'll keep asking, says I, till I find out what I've a right to know. You're my daughter. I'm that chirpan's grandfather. I've an obligation to know where that chirpan originated. Is she listening? Enough to pick up me word, obligation. The chirpan and myself, she, she, we have our obligations too. Obligations to take it easy, to prepare for an event. Obligations to keep in touch with the father, or it seems right and proper. Oh, you're in touch with the father, then, says I. To be sure I am, she, she. How in touch, says I. Oh, all kinds of ways of keeping in touch, she, she. Carrier pigeon, smoke signals, notes left under stones. But best of all, she, she, is telepathy, where without moving a finger, you communicate just be thinking. That's the simplest and the quickest. Carrier pigeon, smoke signals, telepathy, telefucking patty. Animals does it, she. Animals does it all the time, and she's gone. I know the bastard done it. The Chinese what runs the chipper below. God forgive me, wasn't I the one encouraged her to take the job with him? I know it was him. Didn't I walk her to the chipper first day she clocked in? He couldn't wait. Seen it with me own two eyes, he couldn't wait. Couldn't wait to get her upstairs or backstairs or wherever he deep fries his thrombone. Match the genes, boss man is advising. DMA, they can do that nowadays. Oh, thanks, Lord, no all, says I to myself. Match the genes. The genes is matched, says I, too fucking well matched. Boss man, the brave boss man. We used to go fishing. 
a non-stop sermonizer, in here last week. First thing he wants to know. You taking your medication, Con Cannon? What about the bastard and side effects, says I. Name them. Main side effect is the cripple, you, says I. How's Jacinta? Out of the chipper, says I. Oh, and I thought the chipper would be the making of her. Said of which is the makings of something else, says I. Look, says I, look, look. It's not her carrying a chirp on I mine. Not but I'll take a crucifix to whatever cunt done it. It's not that. It's, listen. Am I to spend the last years of me days watching, putting up with the child of a daughter of mine walking this town like, like the great-grandson of some pigtail Confucius you swim into a lake to get out of the way of? So there I am, left lying in rigmarole, mulvathered and malavogued. But I knows me next step. There's, there's this hypnotist operating below in the town. They're going to him in processions. Cripples coming out of the place dancing. The new druid be Jesus. Fully qualified hypnotherapeutic treatment for maladies of all varieties. Agoraphobics welcome. Anyways, I'll give it a try, I decides. Might ease the hurt mind a bit. And I lands in there. White mansion he has with long-legged young ones waltzing round the shiny corridors. And the five-score euro out of me pocket before they've the coat off me back. Plus, I'm being bombardiered with music out of the walls and lights coloured bright and dark you'd never imagine. And when he has me nicely light in the head, he advances on me and lowers me onto one of them sofas with no end to one end of it. So there I am, prostate, bamboozled be the chair playing circus. And, and he's just standing there, staring me, not a word out of him. Oh, Christ, says I to myself, oh, Christ, if it goes on like this, I'll be a short-order candidate for extreme unction. But now he's beside me. Mr. Concannon, welcome, Dallin Devine. I don't know what to say, says I. Talk when you're ready, says he. And now it's convenient for him to start massaging me skull, fingers like a concertina. We must encourage the blood to attend to our needs, Mr. Concannon. He's saying, and we in turn must attend to the needs of the restless blood. I have this daughter, says I, Jacinta, and, and I takes out a photo, Jacinta. I bears regular on me person, and I gives it to him. Handsome young woman, says he. I think I seen a lot of what was to come in that particular remark. She's carrying a child, says I. I know who done it. You know the father, and you saw it coming, says he, but were powerless to intervene. Now you want to shoot him and live happily ever after. Likely it wasn't the one you think. Who was it then, says I? Seldom is, says he, and he eyeballing me like I was deaf. Seldom is? Where's that landing me on the issue of paternity, says I? I'd be better off at home taking me medication, and I gets up to go. But afore I depart, says I to myself, I'll draw blood. I'll leave me mark on some section in this performer's anatomy. So I parks myself again and says I, Dallin Devine, you made that name up, you get ya. Correct, Mr. Concannon. I made it up. I had him taped. And why the man the lady you go to the bother of making up his name now, says I. Simply answered, says he, but first, bear in mind that we all, all make up our names in some fashion or other. Furthermore, my choice of name, Dallin Devine, and I can vouch for this, gives powerful assurance to the patient in need of assurance, proven sustenance to the troubled, and the approaching, the unapproachable. Next thing. 
Next thing, didn't I get terrible upset, and, and, and I hears myself. What a man be doing getting out of bed in the morning for, says I. There's a cradle in the corner and a chirp on whinge, and turn your back, they're grown children. Nod, they're climbing on top of each other, goats at the field. Another nod, your grey hairs. Fart, your scotch grass, poor man's corner of the graveyard. Tell me, Mr. Hypnotist, what's that all about? Tell me, what's that about? It's about affliction, Mr. Concannon. Your affliction. Are you sexually active, says he. Pan, says he. Sexually active. Sure, I'm and I have cripples, says I. It's a short, humping season for lots, you know. Age? What age are you, says I? Widower? That's right. How long? This sixteen year. Any relationships formed or forming with another female or female since your wife's demise? No, says I. Is that all right? You tell me, Mr. Concannon. I have in mind stress, proximity, one-parent intimacies. Repeat that, says I. One-parent intimacies, that dusk. Well, I nearly fucking went for him. Went for me coat instead, started to put it on. Sit down, Mr. Concannon. And I did. Well, I have that picture of Jacinta back, says I. Certainly, Mr. Concannon. Thanks, says I. I was that week I couldn't push a cat off a stool. Raisin I'm going to see is I get upset about lots of things. Don't pass no remarks on me, Dallin Devine. You said unapproachable. What's that mean in decent language? That on which you dare not lay your hand. Great pleasure, Mr. Kincannon. Melanie will show you out. In the months of November on a cold stormy day, I shut the front door and to town made me way. I met with the young man on the road I did go, and he told me the news of the death in John Joe. <laughs> I see, I see, says the blade man, and he couldn't see at all. Sleep, oh babe, for the red bee hums, the silent twilights fall. Evil from the grey rock comes to wrap the world in thrall. A land and oh, me child, me joy, me love and heart's desire. The cricket sings ye lullaby beside the dying fire. Mary's song. She had it out of Donegal somewhere. I could never rightly tell what came over that woman of mine. She was a young Miss Ireland, broke hearts like the were Kippeens, Kippeens a throw in the fire. 
Then she falls in with John Joe Cunningham. I flung a halter on her, a job, but I done it. We get shackled, and then what happens? She rose, Rita, and just sent all in a rush, then lay down and gave up. God rest her soul. I mine her as well as bread. Not a day passes, but I see her, looking out that kitchen window. Daughters and mothers, mothers and daughters. Mostly mystery is the way I'd describe them. Mystery mostly. Maybe meant to be that way, so as they can slap more spells on you. But a fearsome bag of spells, the female women. Fearsome. Fearsome, fearsome. Oh, fearsome. Fearsome. But coming back to the barbed wire question of paternities, our old friend DMA, certain steps were taken by me to deal with the hot favourite, Mr. Lee Chang Wu, of which more anon in the soon to be. He arrives back in the house with a few bags of chips. Oh, there she is, knitting another gansy for the wee hero. Give her one of the bags. I take a wee ramble down to the chipper, says I. Stir the pot a bit. Had a few words which our former employer, the Chinese in his chef's hat, spots me, and all of a sudden he's woeful busy. Excuse me, says I, and I lugged him out of the backyard. You should have seen the jandied puss of him. I spots Mrs. the Chinese taking a gander from the wind above. Well, I smigged him the twist, the old South Park dollar. Then I milled him with the boot, by which time he was pumping the red stuff. Left him lying on top of the fish boxes, a handy dulcer quiet in him. Looked up and herself waves me inside. She gave me a full cod and chips on the house to give in hand, she's a dulcer. Did she not give you the run of the parlour, says me daughter. I had other preoccupations, says I. The belly loaded, I'm thinking of a sudden. I'm not done with them yet. Bye! Had a look, not in the yard. Seems he crawls his way from the fish boxes to lick his contusions in the bed above, which is where I interrogate him. Tell me why I knew about inveigling you free of your britches and taste so honey he couldn't help himself ever after. But one slippery latchico on me way out the door denies everything, says he only met it up to smoother me down. Well, I went back, took him by the trapper. Name, says I, name the colour, the exact colour I just sent his hair. I'm referring to the pubic foliage. Name it, says I, name it, you clem ya. As sure as saucers, there's an eye in your head knows it. What does he do? Starts to stutter and froth, so I fired him there. Watch this space, says I, for further severe castringations as required. Jacinta's sitting there. Only now she's gone all quiet on me. Heinous quiet. Me body's me own, she she. Body me own, pubic foliage me own. I'm talking about a person, a daughter, me, standing in front of you. A one you can't see, a one you'll never see. Cause all you can see is your own grip. Melt the grip or there'll be nothing to grip. I'm out of here. I'll be wherever I land. You'll have the bahan here to yourself. John Joe Con Cannon licking the walls and the fire ow. This is my Jacinta talking. Her back to me. Voice so low you have to stretch to hear her. I'm a person. Last thing she says. I'm a person. 
and the swish of her out the door. <laughs> all right. All right, all right, says I to myself. All right, all right. What's the book of the row here? Your valuables, my lady. Where your valuables is put on offer. There's responsibilities, you know. And where them particular valuables is concerned, I'm not turning me back on what's mine to guard and protect. Fine. Dance while you're limber. Play act while you're young and lazy. But down the lane, I'm the one blamed for not taking charge and the harem done. Jacinta, how did this bargain start? Talking to myself, I gave up. Went for a walk down by the lake, thanking God it's not Christmas. Cause the lakes round here about in the Christmas season, whatever comes over them, is peculiar inviting. You'd put watchtowers round the same lakes, and still not howl back them what hears the call. I fell into a steep decline. Took to the bed, mostly. Did you ever hear of an isolated ward? Ever hear of an isolated kitchen? Four walls and one ceiling and they're looking at you, looking at you with the closest eye, John Joe Concannon, for the knuckles of a month. I ate nothing. If I can taste nothing, says I, nothing will pass these lips. Her ladyship had surface at unforecastable intervals, a lassie unwilling to recognise me mortal existence. Of a sudden... I'm one of them stateless persons marooned in some border purgatory. Gran, gran. Middle of the second week, her mouth opens. If you're not in the humour of eating the pick, I'm getting the doctor. The which she does. Baldy Hippocrates. Same git, it'd go to your funeral wearing your clothes. Told him I was in Swithers over the paternity question. He presents me another bottle. Says he'll speak with Jacinta. Good luck, says I. He sleuthers out. Am I left in quiet? Oh, no. Baldy Hippocrates passes the word. There's a hammerton on the door. I admits the caller. Door banger boss man, an uninvited guest, now standing right for me. Oh, he was all right, not the worst, for a pile of years, the heart of corn. Only lately, Jacinta springing into her bosom hood, another element comes into play. Does he turn into a counsellor, a social worker, glory be to God, with an expanding exponential investment in me daughter's well-being? What are you doing in here, Con Cannon? Get out! Don't be sitting cooped up in a room with Jacinta, not healthy. Oh, damn well, I knew why he was implicating. Why is it not healthy, says I? Oh, he doesn't hear that, sidesteps that one. What you need is a holiday, Con Cannon. I'll pay for it. Oh, and uh, he'll keep an eye on Jacinta when I'm gone. <laughs> oh, yes, I'm sure. Feel her pulse at hourly intervals. Or Jacinta should take off. He'll pay for everything. She needs to stretch her legs, get a bit of sun on her pelt. Tell you what, says I. Why don't you send Jacinta and me on a holiday, the singing canaries, and you come with us as a chaperone and health advisor of a general nature? I take that kind of talk a miscon cannon, and the nose skew as out a giant retreats the field. Fine, says I, fine. Now he knows. Now he knows I knows his rabid inclinings. <laughs> gran, gran, gran player. <laughs>
and players may come and and players may go. Uh, Commandant John Joe Riley was a Nassifer, a Nassifer in the Free State Army, the greatest centre half of the modern area. Millennium All Star, Prince of the Immortals. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, a few weeks flitters by. Oh, I'm still in the house, staring out the window. Four walls and one ceiling, watching their prisoner ascend. Purgatorius! Daughter Jacinta, dreeping resentments. Baldy Hippocrates with his quack ministrations. One day worse nor another. But even in the isolated kitchen, you'll always have, thanks be to God, some form of a distraction. I looks up for want of anything better to do. Who's in the doorway? In the kitchen? Settling himself comfortable, only the hypnotist. What in Christ's name are you doing here, says I. Oh, Jacinta invited me, I'm informed. And she comes down from above and confirms these very interesting tidings. Why wouldn't I invite him? She's a social celebrity. I'm aiming to extend me education. Is he going to hear your confession, I axel? Oh, that's laughed off, and the visit passes harmless enough, only is it? Is it? As the peddler Carson always said, shape of the bag's one thing, what comes out of the bag is another. When they've gone out of that, it hits me. How did I not see it coming? Mr. Hypnotist. First, I shows him the picture of Jacinta and have a job to get it back off him, as you might remember. Next, he lands up here in the house on one of his corpulent works of mercy. Maria, that's number two. What's them manoeuvres the commencement of? The next day, Bossman walks in with the story that me daughter is now a patient of the hypnotist. Free treatment for needy cases, if you don't mind, and she's wearing a pat to his door. And what's more, according to me informant, there's dozens of pictures of Jacinta, raunchy can cannon, raunchy, lining a curved corridor of the mansion. Naked, says I. No, 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 but lingeries as far as is known, says Bossman. Where'd you hear that, says I? Whole town has it, John Joe. We're not speaking of rumour here. Fine, says I, fine. And if they're all as excited as you are with the smell of it, look for widespread convulsions of all night, and threw them out, and sat down and reflected. No fool like an owl fool. That was well said the first day, whoever come out with it. No fool like the owl fool. Hor below straddling him that I'm going to, to get rid of stress. That she's causing to begin with. I must be blind to Sinbad, tight to the mast and turn and salt. Well, straight off, I thought. I'll go down to Mr. Dallin Devine, invade the premises, and bait the bastard into anointment. Ah, but then I thought, no, John Joe, no, 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 no. That's putting him in the right. Go to your legal adviser and take the coxman to court for interfering with a female client at tender years. Ah, but then I thought, no, no, no. Go down to the mansion, march in and collect evidence. The whole clutch of them scandalous pictures. Ah, but then, says I to myself, John Joe, John Joe, John Joe, inspect those pictures, you'll lose the run of yourself. You won't be responsible. You'll sink the knife in them. Remember, you're only fresh from risking life and limb on Daisy Attic front. March down to your solicitor, it comes back to that. 
And I'm on me way out the door when in strolls Jacinta, the hypnotist's new friend and old acquaintance. How's Mr. Devine, Capen? says I. Oh, he'll last till midnight anyway, shall she not hold him back from proffered and prevarications? I'd leave now, Jacinta, says I. Pack your duds, there's the door. Bossman's gone, you demented, shall she? I must be blind to sin, bad tight at the mast and turn and salt. <laughs> I, 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 I ax her to leave a second time. There's the door. She's not even listening. Is she out of her skull? Has he her on drugs below? So she sits, eyes me, and drops her small bombshell. Hypnotist pa's a fraud, she she. You knows that, I knows it. So on to other matters of more concern. Well, there's no telling anything until it shows the noggin above the parapet. So the hypnotist is out of the equation. Well, thanks be to Jesus for that. Slán bio Dallin Devine. Next, she sidles over and parks beside me. I was talking to your man Curly. Used to work with you in the creamery beyond in Roscommon, she she. That's not today nor yesterday, says I. He told me all about the row, she she. What was done to you because you were different. John Joe Conhannon, honest as an egg, had vision, but they couldn't rise to it, Curly kept saying. Jumps ahead of the time you were. The way he saw it, you were the light was smothered. Fix me to the gut listening to him, the abuse you took from that pack. I cried for two hours after. And she gives me a hug. You need mindin', Pa, and you'll get it. There's no one going nowhere out of this place. Minding each other is our business, and we'll meet the obligation. <sighs> Jacinta, Jacinta, I just sat there, didn't know what to say, didn't know what to do. She gives me another hug, and I, I start crying. Then she makes a cup of tea, and... And we start gabbing and gustering the way we used to before the woes of time tittered me on husky ground. <laughs> like, 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 like old times it was, old times and the hay saved. Listen to me, listen. I was damn near the most contented man in the Ring of Ireland. Damn near. Damn, Neil. Sometimes I imagine them words on me birth certificate. John Joe, damn, Neil, con can. Name the man dipped his wick, the procreator. It was there in the cranium stinging away. Never mind. Truth allow. He led Yavan to victory and a glorious day in the Polo Grounds final when Kerry gave way. Next year in Croke Park when our boys bet me, oh, once again they were led. Listen to me, listen, John Joe Riley. He had as good a right leg as ever hung out of an arse. Anyways. I'm still in the house, staring at the walls. I could hear nothing but the crying of the crows. I was easy. I wasn't easy. Who fathered the chirpon? It wouldn't go away. It was there in me head, brangling non-stop, and more, more. 
It was in the nature of a shadda, obscured in the light of day. I comes down of a morn. Fooster's about for a while. Eleven o'clock, near a sign of family life. Try the bedroom. Empty. She's gone. Me daughter's gone. I knew, you see, on the spot. I just knew. I knew in advance. I went down to the guards the second day, carrying me load of reservations for having anything to do with them cabbages in uniform. Appear there and you're accused of some crime. I was hardly in the door when the criminal investigation of John Joe Cohn-Cannon was in full swing. And what, mister, do you know about the event? Was your daughter in a disturbed state? How would you describe your own state right now and across a number of recent years? Silent. That's how I describe it. You'll get nothing out of me. And daughter still missing. I slams the barrack door, leaving dim mohawks to their own advices. Day or two later, word from the station. Jacinta Cohn-Cannon's incarcerated in the big house for mental patients, admitted of her own accord. So... I proceeds to visit me daughter, now a registered patient in the care and custody of this state. I find it easy to gain admission. Suspicious easy. She's sitting in the ward. Doctors, nurses, warders, none in sight be God. Prominent absentees. Anyways, just into sitting there. I'm back, Pasha, she, and introduces me to her newfound friend, the White Bee Knight. The White Bee Knight's a dog, and there she is patting the dog. Only bother is, the dog's invisible. She's patent thin air. Pasha she, say hello to the white bee knight, see what he makes you. He's the boy will tell you if you're in your health or no. He has a nose like none ever was. Wherever he got it, he's not saying. Just smiles, pa, with his eyes, no faking that. And horror stroking the head of a dog. That's not there. Somehow I kept a grip and says I to myself, Raisin water, John Joe, soother or things could settle, raisin water. And I did. That's exactly what I done. All right, Jacinta, says I, it's all right. You vanish from sight, drive us all abstracted. No one knows are you live or dead and you turn up when you fancy. I don't mind. Things you're back. That's what matters. It's all right. Is it, pa? That's what I'm saying, daughter. You're back here safe and sound is the main thing. Are you feared of me, dog, pa? He's no dog to be afeard of, maybe standing awe of, but that's a different thing altogether. And I go barsack. Jacinta, did you listen to a single solitary word I said? Are you listening to me? No response. She could be on the moon, Neptune, or the approaches to Jupiter. Where's that flea-bitten mongrel with the mane, says I? Well, I met a rush, grabbed the invisible dog, and away with me down the tile corridor. I waits a few minutes, lands back. I hanged that fucker, says I. Did you hear him squealing? Not but he was hard to quench. Hanged him, and he still wouldn't give in. Took the mitts to his trapple, and be Jesus, he's still twitching. In the long latter end, I had to kick the daylights over him, and the job's a good one. Oh, and you needn't worry, he won't be left lying around. Turf him into the lake this evening, let the misfortunate eels gluttonise themselves for a week. You wouldn't credit her next slip. What does she do? What does she do? Only turn into the dog, goes for me, teeth barred, barking, frosting. Oh, yeah, 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 o
Yes, yes. Oh, yes, 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 Lights on me from the other side of harmless looking hospital screens, and Jacinta Cunningham's father is bodily removed from the institution with warnings attached concerning future behaviour. The man at the moon was lost for a spoon. So, Jacinta Cunningham's incarcerated in the big house for mental patients and her abused father banned from visiting. Beyond that, all I'm told is, took back your lugs for this now. No child, no chirpon, they checked her out. No bone in Duffin. Jesus, after all the crucifixions and the tin gardens of agonies I went through. What class of a world are we staggering about in? Phantoms, is it? Figments? Threads of the mist spun out of a daughter's imaginings and fermented by the fructifying presence of Conti Mac. Fuck the Chinese! <laughs> 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 Bad mistake letting her to go to work in that chipper. But not a blunder beyond making up for. As I said afore, you must listen to thunder, the thunder in the blood. Don't listen, it'll deafen you. Manon, Manon, I took steps. Concerning, you know the answer. Concerning me rickshaw, Casinova, Mr. Prime suspect from the bush at the greyish wall. What steps did I take? Them what was required. Let nobody say he wasn't warned. Something had to be done. I'll go this far. I didn't make the lakes round here. God Almighty made them. And they're available for all kinds of purposes. Grand players may come and grand players may... A visitor. I love visitors. Oh, the sergeant be God. Oh, someone's missing. Oh, who is it this time? Oh, the Chinese. Ah, happens every day of the week, says I. People goes missing. No one knows what gets into them. Just get up and go missing, like going to work. And he's standing there listening to me, face on him as long as a lorgan spade. Just making a few low-profile inquiries, so you don't mind if I call back tomorrow. I'm here regular, sergeant, says I. And he departs. Number ten boots squeaking against his bunions. <laughs> well, I, well, I'll tell you one thing and I'll tell you no more. I won't be organising no pilgrimage to Lourdes, Fatima or Meiji Gogorji for Comrade Lee Chang Mu's repose and peace of mind. <laughs> it was clear on one thing only. They might ban me from the premises, but I'd visit her all the same. I was going to say hello to me daughter, so I heads for the big house. According to boss man, she just sits there and talks. 
Seems the crowd in charge is making great play of the dog, the white be knight. Where did that dog come from, Jacinta, the one to know? Oh, I axed for him and he appeared. And who did you ax for him, Jacinta? Oh, I heard once on the radio, or maybe from a three. If you have the animals on your side, there's none'll best you. And here's a tidbit for you. She spends hours praying, I'm told, that some animal, the like of her dog, will land at John Joe Cohn-Cannon's feet and stick by him, help him through the bad day or the worst tomorrow, and the black lord swelling out of all magnitude. Jacinta, 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 Jacinta. So there I am. In the environs of the big house. The size of that place. Legs of it. I didn't get into the building. Didn't manage that. The sentries everywhere. I was drugged back with a caution. But it must have been she knew somehow I was in the vicinity. They're marching me out of the grounds. And don't I spot her at a high window. And she's waving. And I wave back. And I stop. And we have this conversation. Oh, I stood me ground. Hoodlum's trying to hustle me out of the place. I stood me ground. How are you just into society? Grandpa, Gran, what do you be thinking up there, Jacinta? Thinking of? Aye, what be's going on in your head, child? I be thinking of the one song, Pa, she she. Oh, and what song would that be now, says I? I'll tell you, Pa, you see, I believe a body has just the one song, each particular body, and the trick, if you can learn it, is to sing it, Pa. Then you're floating, then you're flying, then your wings'll never fail. And she's gone. Me daughter Jacinta's vanished from sight. I'm standing outside in the footpath, gates clanged behind me. There's strange things happens every day of the week. The clock in that kitchen put out a lot of money for it, Lubala style and all. That clock stopped. The exact hour Jacinta went out the door. Her big departure when she vanished for good and all. A quarter past nine, a Thursday, last Thursday week. I looked at that clock and says I, Christ protect me. And I wondered should I leave it as it was until Jacinta lands back in the full of her health. No. I lugs it to the clocks and watches man below in the town, Joe Armstrong, who opens it up. What happened this clock, says he? How would I know, says he? Beyond repair, says he. It's like the insides of it was in a traffic accident of odious velocities resulting in a write-off. And he closed it up. Now it's back on the dresser. Time? Quarter past nine, last Thursday week. Jesus, spare me. Meantime, I was sticking mainly to the house. I wouldn't satisfy the whores. I knows the sulfuric tongues of this town, the sideways looks and the halfways gawks. Did you hustle her out, John Joe? Was she drove to it be a hard father? Ere a sign of the Chinese? You could hear it curdling in their lugs. I was buffeted in the temples, listening to rumour, detractions, allegations and calumniations. I'd have given me arms and legs for a bit of pace and quiet. 
Boss man arrives, fresh from shave, and spewing questions and straining advice. Oh, go easy now, says I, easy, easy, and the bruised and the pet and their woe-begone solicutes. I merely called to ask, how's Jacinta? How would I know, says I, I'm only the father of the party in question, but I'll tell you this, boss man. Jacinta, just like her father, is surrounded, surrounded be praying mattresses, and you, you're leading the posse. You wanted to take her on a cruise, didn't you? Yes, for the good of her health. Hence me bollocks for the good of our curvatures. I heard you're off her holiday heaven and poor on lingerie. I'm not the orangy tang lots takes me for, you know. You're upset, Concannon. You simply must get out and about. Get yourself some fresh air. All right, says I, and be cross-examined. Why'd you sign her in? When'll you sign her out? What's the element? Give us the whole story full slate, nothing less. And remember, we're the ones who'll know if you're holding back on it. And keep that in mind, mister. You're hysterical, Concanon. That's not the road to Mecca. I don't want the road to Mecca. John Joe Concanon has his own road stretching in front of him. And no question under God's heaven is sidestepping the scourging that's destined to be. Chivalry the Bible. Did you ever read about the famous escape goat in the Bible? Did you? Could be they has it in the Koran too, boss man. A grand book, I'm certain sure, is in your possession. Mohammed wrote it. The story of the famous escape goat. If a jug falls, breaks, all spilt, it wasn't the wind on You need your escape goat, right? Right. Gather the stones. There's a pack of yous in it. Gather the stones. Now you're thrashing. Finger your victim. No bother. Always one handy. Sun never rose a day yet. There wasn't one waiting the mallet. Grand. Grand. Drive your chosen to the crossroads bar. Lots of bawling and shouting to whip up bile and blister. Oh, and the screeching of yous when you start the stoning. Are you there, boss man? Are yous there, the liars? Are yous comfortable there in the cosy of your crossroads crowd? Are yous furnished with your stones? Lift your arms now, lift your arms. Fire them, flail them, peg them, throng them. Till the victim drops, pulp and flitters a skin. Then yous are free to go home, leave the crossroads its cargo. Home which is now, scrub your paws, sleep your fill and wake the morrow. Sleep your fill and wake the morrow. Grand players may come and grand players may go. Commandant John Joe Riley was an army man through and through. And playing football for the army took a belt in the kidneys that went wrong on him. He was removed to the army hospital, from there to the coffin. Coffin only goes one place. November 1952. Attended the funeral... Through clay on the six B two, hear the rattle of it yet. God be with you, John Joe. In each corner of Breffney, there's sorrow and pain. Such a great-hearted sportsman will ne'er come again. 
grand players may come and grand players may go. But we'll ne'er see the likes of the gallant John Joe. Could I tell you something else? You have to get out. In the wind-up, you have to get out. I see, says the blind man, and he couldn't see at all. Met this fellow on the street. So fond of hard work, he'd lay down beside it. One of the Rassler Rileys, the big lump, Hyacinth, wherever he got that for a handle. Did they think he was a prescription or what? Anyways, he dribbles up to me below in the square and says he wheezing. Tell me something. Is John Joe Concannon still in it? I believe so, Hyacinth says I. I think I seen him outside the post office yesterday. For that matter, could be wasn't John Joe I seen at all at all. Misidentifications is frequent with the weight of years and various pressing commiserations. Could be I was mistaken. Yes, could be, could be, could be. Could be. Could be. But I'll tell you where I did see the party in question, for sure and certain. I seen that man, John Joe Cunyanan, standing on a footpath in the vicinity of the big house, and his eye on a window. His incarcerated daughter Jacinta, trim as a tansy, being visible in that high nest with a canopy of blue curtains. And a conversation progressing between the two, audible and chiming, clear as a morning may, every solitary word. The Chinese came into it. How'd you keep him out? The slopey hypnotist, boss man, the bountiful, and to be sure the famous dog, the brave white be knight, and his abrupt departure from this donkill of a world. Though she claims he could never be put down. And the child, the chirpan, the phantom of the opera, what never was. God bless him. Aye. Aye, aye, aye. A father and a daughter. Two human beings in fair harmony over chapter and verse. Aye, 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 aye. And then, and then, like talk between Manny's the father and Manny's the daughter, just gabbing. Gabbing of the times was in it and the times to come. And the day before the races, out at time, malang, malow. Hang, malang, malow. <laughs> 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 Dang my language. <laughs> 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 says the blind man, and he couldn't see at all. That was Tom Hickey. 
in The Gallant John Joe by Tom McIntyre, which we broadcast in tribute to Tom Hickey on the first anniversary of his passing on May the 1st, 2021. If you've been affected by anything in the play, help is available at rte.ie forward slash support. The sound engineer was Philip Begley and the music you heard was composed and performed by Bill Whelan. The Gallant John Joe by Tom McIntyre was produced by Bill Whelan. The series producer of Drama on One is Kevin Reynolds. Drama on One. Sundays at 8pm. rta.ie forward slash drama on one. Drama on One.